So what they do, Skibbly, and welcome again to another episode of Latin in Layman's. What's going on, everybody? Welcome. Happy early morning to everybody. Yesterday, I was doing a bunch of etymologizing and looking at words. This is what I like to do when I have a little bit of free time. And I just kind of go down these word rabbit holes, as I like to say. And I was talking to my dad about it earlier because... Um, or last night because he, uh, you know, he's a chiropractor and I, I love being able to talk medical terms with him because, you know, he is wealth of knowledge. He is such a smart dude. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Um, that, yeah, it's just, it's really fun because then we can start, you know, having this discourse and I can talk about the meaning behind these medical terms. And then he's like, that's exactly what they mean. Just, you know, very cool. I uh, I love I love doing that kind of stuff because then I have people in that more what they think is in that objective realm, science, you know, math, all of that kind of stuff. But it actually, um, sorry, my alarm went off for some reason. That was a little distracting, but it just goes to show that my. Uh, Trying to thought was lost, but that is a okay because you know what we're gonna do now is we're gonna get into a bunch of medical etymology, um, and uh, we're gonna talk about it. So we're gonna first start out because we, I was listening to people talk about uh, you know degenerative di diseases because we on my TikTok. If you haven't seen me at Mr. Connerly on TikTok, uh, my last video was talking about osteopenia as well as spondylolisthesis, spondylosis, and and you know, all those things. Um, so spondylosis is the breakdown of the pars inticularis, which is um, just the degradation of the joints, whereas a spondylolisthesis is actually a sip, slipped vertebrae, not a slipped disc, a slipped vertebra. Those are different, in fact, because spondy refers to vertebra, and then olisthesis comes from olisthenin, which means to slip. So next word we're going to get into are new words, sarcopenia instead of osteopenia. Sarco, though, refers to mus muscle and or flesh. And penia refers to poverty and or uh, diminished. So sarcopenia, the, the definition is muscle loss over age time, um, over the loss of macro and micronutrients as well. You know, your, your muscles start to age and degenerate and it's process of aging, but also Maybe you're a little atrophied. Maybe you're not getting enough nutrients in your 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 day to day lives and and in your diet. If you're atrophied, you are a without trophy. You are without trophy being nourishment. So you are without nourishment, aka you're atrophied, aka your muscles look small, and that's you know whatever. Versus when you are in a hypertrophic state, you are anabolic. You are ana meaning upwards, bolic coming from bolane or bolism. Uh, which means to throw. So when you are anabolic, you are throwing up. And in this case, muscle on top of more muscle. Instead of being catabolic, cata meaning downwards. Sarcoma. Sarc referring to, again, flesh and or muscle. And oma referring to tumor. Uh, sarcoma is just a fleshy tumor, a.k.a. it's a little bit of a cancerous thing. The reason why th this is where we get sarcoma and carcinoma. Carcinoma, car, car comes from uh, cancer. And Omar refers to tumor. Remember how I talked about Hippocrates and when he was evaluating dead people that had been plagued with cancer way back when, when he would pull out those tumors within the body, they were hard lumps. So it was either they called them cancers 
um, and you know, cancer being a crab, he thought that the, t you know, it was hard like the shell of a crab or because it had grabbed hold of that person and wouldn't let go kind of thinking like a crab would kind of clasp onto something and not let go. That's what he thought of a tumor being a cancer being because, uh, you know, I'm sure it was very painful and it just held on for dear life until it, you know, these people died, you know? So, uh, we're always trying to understand when we don't understand that's what we do. That's what language does. It basically creates ideological, um, situations, AKA it explains the unexplainable. That's what an ideological myth does for us. It basically tells us why we have these certain things in our world when we don't really know why we did before, AKA sin, AKA plague, disease, destruction, death, plague, so on and so forth. Sarcophagus, sarc referring to flesh and our muscle. Phagus referring to phagy, meaning eating and or consuming. It preceded, the preceded meaning behind it actually was glutton uh, in Greek way back when. So a sarcophagus just means uh, flesh consuming or muscle eating. And that's where a sarcophagus holds a body, you know, the crypt keeper. Sarcomere, sarco referring to muscle and or flesh, mare, M-E-R-E, -E, referring to meros, meaning part. So a sarcomere, if you guys didn't know, it's part, it's your muscle fibers. It's a structural unit of myofibular um, uh, structures in striated muscle that consist of both dark bands and, um, and pale bands uh, that are kind of like towards... Uh, uh, another half, basically, it's the difference between type two, type one muscle fiber, essentially, because sarcomeres are made up of what, uh, what we call actin and myosin. And I'll get into those in a second. Actin coming from the ancient Greek actis, which means ray. And we called it such because it was based on the shape of the filament formed. And that I-N is just an English chemical suffix that we don't really have much else. Myosin, however, myo meaning muscle and or flesh. And in the ancient Greek, meos, M-U-O-S, which is the genitive version of moose, which is muscle. So it's just basically um, this derivation. You can see where it went from Greek to Latin, and then it just refers to muscle right? It's just the genitive of muscle. Actin and myosin are both proteins that are found in all types of muscle tissue, aka sarcomeres, aka plus actin and myosin equal sarcomere. Myosins form thick filaments. I looked this up actually. It's 15 nanometers in diameter, whereas actin forms thinner filaments of seven nanometers in diameter. Dia meaning through, meter meaning length the through length that cuts through the length of a circle. Actin and myosin filaments work together to generate force, that contraction that we rely on, the sodium and potassium pump. Cool beans, you like it? I do as well. Thank you very much. Um, in fact, I wanted to understand nanometer a little bit more because we have nano, which actually comes from nanos in Greek, which means dwarf. And then meter, metre, metre, or I don't know, meter, meter, 
just spelled with an R-E instead of an E-R, comes from metron, which is a unit of measurement, length, and or measurement in Greek. So a nanometer just means a dwarf measurement, aka what is a nanometer? Do you know what the um, what the, the quantity of a nanometer is? Uh, it's actually a billionth of a meter. I think that's pretty cute that they call it a dwarf meter. But, you know, that's just me. Moving on to the next one, we have sarcolemma. Sarcolemma, sarco meaning flesh. Lemma refers to husk. So this is the transparent tubular sheath which envelops the fibers of skeletal muscles, sarcolemma. You're going to have to look it up for me to get into it a little bit more, but it's kind of like a fascial thing that lies over your muscles. Autophagy, auto and phagy, auto, self, phagy, come on, phagus, phagy, consuming and or eating, remember from sarcophagus. And this is the body's way of cleaning out damaged cells in order to regenerate newer, healthier cells. So this is autophagy, autophagy refers to self-consumption. Um, and this is what happens a lot. I remember reading about this a lot when, you know, intermittent fasting and all that stuff was the big old craze. It's like, oh, yeah, you intermittent fast and you have autophagy happening in your body, aka uh, re recycling of your cells and killing off of old cells and new cells. What we don't, if you guys didn't know, is that our body is in a constant state of recycling um, for newer cells uh, over the period of like, I think, uh, I want to say like, three months, but I could be very wrong. But autophagy is, um, you know, according to nutritionists and, you know, neurobiologists, all those people that are really delved into um, fasting, I guess, apparently one of its huge benefits is autophagy. Because you recycle and then you create new cells from those dead cells, because then it's just like, all right, well, we're not going to spend more uh, unnecessary energy digesting food. If you're not digesting food, your body has uh, other energy in order to take care of other things within the body, aka damage repair cells, recycle damaged cells. And um, yeah, I mean, I've seen really amazing things happen from uh, fasting. Like I've seen people cure uh, like things like liver spots, even like it just, they'll go away. Things like uh I remember somebody had really bad advanced periodontitis, peri meaning around, odont referring to teeth, itis referring to inflammation. So periodontitis is inflammation around the teeth, aka really, really inflamed gums. They did it for like a seven-day water fast monitored, and uh, it was a marked improvement. I remember seeing them, and they talked about it. You know, so... I think, and it kind of makes sense. It's like, why do we do all these stupid cleanses? It's like, the only reason why cleanses really work is because they're not really having you consume much other than just a bunch of green juices, probably, you know, totaling the caloric, you know, total of 50 calories a day, you know, that's almost the equivalent of just eating nothing, aka fasting. So I think the big thing about cleanses being big you can cleanse your body. Just drink a bunch of water and, you know, don't eat for a little bit. I'm sure that's fine. It's better than getting one of those stupid colon cleanse things. That's for sure. Just consume some psyllium husk if you need to clean out your colon. I don't know. All right. Well, this isn't a health episode. I'm getting off topic. Phagocyte. Phage referring to eating and or consumption. Site refers to 
while kulos in uh, Greek, which means vessel, site also refers to cell in uh, our uh, terminology more so, but it also refers to vessel. Cells that protect the, the body by ingesting harmful proteins, um, particles, bacteria, dead and dying cells, all that stuff. Maybe not proteins, but everything else, yes. Macrophage, however, macro meaning large phage, referring to eating. A large phagocytic uh, cell found in stationary form in the tissue or as a mobile white blood cell, um, especially at sites of infection. So a macrophage is just what's going to be sent to infected spots. It's a white blood cell. It's going to aid in, you know, fighting off whatever, right? When you have high white blood cell count, that's why a lot of people can get really nervous when they get blood work back and they have white blood cell count because that is um, a predominant case of leukemia, leukose, referring to white, emia, referring to presence in blood. So leukemia just refers to white presence in blood, aka lots of white blood cells. But seldom is the case. We don't need to be our own self-diagnosers because in that case, we just make ourselves super hypochondriacal, in my opinion. Hypo meaning low and then chondro referring to actually the chondro. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a fascia within your sternum. And they thought that when you're hypochondriacal, con, your, your sternum, it was low in your sternum, a.k.a. you had this low affinity, basically. You were melancholic. You were feeling sad. And because of the four whatevers, you know, you got bile, um, blood, phlegm, all that stuff. Um, it was said that, oh, and melancholy is one of them. So melancholy, if you uh, were melancholic, it was to have come from your... Um, your con chondro. Look up chondromalacia. It's a softening of the chondro, aka your sternal bones, I believe. Um, don't quote me on that. I'm not going to look it up right now. I'm on press for time. Cytopenia, cyto meaning cell and or vessel, penia referring to poverty. This is a deficiency in the production of one or two more types of blood cells, which is called cytopenia. This condition may be caused by liver disorders. Um, I knew people, uh, somebody that had this because they had poor kidney function and chronically or chronic inflammatory diseases. Uh, I knew somebody with colitis that also had cytopenia. And then our last one, thrombocytopenia. Thrombo refers to, cl to clot or to lump. It's what we get thrombocytes from. That's what aids in the clotting of blood whenever you get a cut right? You get a cut, the cut raises, it bleeds for a little bit. And then once it stops bleeding, that's when the thrombocytes are doing their dealio and they're starting to clot that cut in order for it to not bleed so that you don't die from a little teeny tiny paper cut. So thrombocytes are platelets actually. And um, thrombocytopenia is a condition of having an abnormally low platelet count in the blood, aka you cannot uh clot blood well and that is very problematic if you learned something new please go ahead and go to spotify and or apple podcasts throw down some love and support i appreciate you guys thank you so much for your inquisitive knowledge in nature and wanting to know more and i hope you learned something new tempus est sketere.